I can't tell you how much I enjoyed saying touch them all. Way back and gone. Touch them all, Joe Maurer. And now these guys are making it relevant to this year's Twins. Now, our two resident hardball nerds will attempt to touch them all on the week's news surrounding the Twins in MLB. Here's Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Touch 'Em All podcast. Are we smack dab in the middle of the GM meetings right now, Derek? Not like you and I physically. We're in a studio in the Twin Cities. I don't know if it's it's a situation where you're like you're in the tunnel and you can see the light, but I don't know if we're halfway in or if we've exceeded that. I don't know what the time difference is here. Sure. But the GM meetings are happening. Yeah, but you can only question. walk halfway into a forest because anything after that, you're walking out of it. So that's really deep. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Wow, that is uh, what? What does that just sit what and does, think on that? What does that while. revelation do for the? You can't see the forest through the trees. I guess you're. Well, if you were in the forest, it'd be pretty unlikely you could see the whole forest. You're probably just looking at the trees that are close to you. So, uh, if if people want really, really reckless speculation and uh, and and a great little game show, we kind of played impromptu. Uh, if you haven't checked out the previous episode, it's a it's a repurposed radio bonus episode of Touch 'Em All. We did the yes or no, see or no, to steal from the Dan Lebitard TV show on various free agent pitchers, relievers and starters like Lance Lynn and Alex Cobb, and also uh, the money that they're projected to make from from uh, MLB trade rumors. So whole episode, if you haven't checked it out, go uh, go check out the previous episode. But here's my question, and we're kind of, probably going to overlap some of the content on uh, the Otani episode and the would you sign so-and-so episode. Here's a simple question for this one. What would you consider a successful offseason for the Twins? Or or fill in the fill in the blank. A successful offseason for the Twins would be blank or would consist of blank. I think you need to add one lights out reliever and you need to add a starting pitcher that what's like what's the minimum bar I'd be happy with? You have to have a pitcher in your rotation that was not in your rotation last year that you trust more than you trust Kyle Gibson. I think okay. that's a successful offseason. I, I think that there are a lot of things that you could do. We've read rumors about the trade front. Obviously, there are the free agent names, and the Twins are sort of bandying themselves about at the top of the pitching market, which is a little surprising, a little... um it goes against their reputation of the past, whatever, my whole lifetime. But I don't think you need to sign you Darvish for this to be a successful offseason. I think if you sign you Darvish, it's pretty hard for it to be an unsuccessful offseason. You question where that's going to be in five years, whatever. That's a podcast for another day. But like, I think if you got even just a what I'd call a mid-rotation starter. Like Alex Cobb is a mid-rotation starter. If you sign Alex Cobb and a good reliever who could pitch in the eighth or in the Twins case, probably the ninth inning, well, that's a pretty good offseason. And you like your roster going into the 2018 season, I think considerably more than you liked it going into 2017. Yeah. So you and I are pretty much on the same page with what would what would make up a successful offseason. And I'll give you a few, a few names and combinations here. But uh, it's worth pointing out, I think between... Our last episode in this one, there's been a couple reports. John Heyman had one from FanRag Sports, and he's also on MLB Network. That the Twins are going to go after that top tier of pitching, that they're not going to shy away from the U Darvishes mm-hmm. and the uh, Jake Arrietas. Now, 
I don't know if I would give six years, five years even, to you, Darvish, at 20 to $30 million a year. A guy who has regressed a little bit, if not a lot, the last couple of years in the regular season. Some arm injury concern there, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I would go all in on a Jake Arietta at age 32 for $25 million a year, but I think it's cool that the Twins' new front office might be dabbling in the deep end of a pool that they've really never dabbled in, you know, if you go back to the Terry Ryan and, and Bill Smith front offices. Here's an interesting thing that um, we've talked about in the past, but I don't know we've ever shined a light, shown a light on it. We'll, uh, we'll ask our interns. I don't think we've ever lit up a flashlight on this exact topic. And MLB Trade Rumors, I think, keenly pointed this out in a, in a recent Twins piece that – there are a couple contracts that you'd rather not have, like Phil Hughes. You don't want him on the books through, what is it, 2019. Um, maybe he gives you something this year, and it, it doesn't look so bad. Right now, it looks pretty bad. And Joe Maurer making $23 million, that one, I think I think people have mentioned that. It's, I think that's come up before in the past. How much money does the he Joe, make? The Joe Maurer kind that's, of— He's overpaid. 23—Joe Maurer? I think it's come up That before. is— I would fire everybody. But he got robbed. <laughs> he got robbed of the gold glove. He did. I wonder if there was a gold glove. There might have been like a gold glove uh, like bonus in there somewhere for him. Did he miss out on like a $30,000 gold glove bonus? The Twins executives, bonus? they're making calls like, hey, no, he didn't have that great of a season. Hey, managers, coaches, you should vote for Hosmer. Um, I think I – think, I guess just the point that I was making is that besides like a couple of contracts that are like, ew – the Twins are in really good long-term shape. Not only is their position player core pretty young, but even their other stars. Okay, we mentioned Maurer. Dozier's making uh, well below what you would expect him to make on the free agent market. I think it's $9 million It's going to be year. nine of yeah. $9 million, and that's his walk year. I mean, he's, he's a free agent after that. So whether that's good or bad, we could argue about in future episodes. Um, I sense we might disagree on that, but the point is that there's no future money committed there. Jorge Polanco, controllable. Uh, Miguel Sano, who just had surgery this morning as of the recording of this podcast, controllable. Eddie Rosario, Byron Buxton, Max Kepler. I mean, even Robbie Grossman, I think, might be doing arbitration race, but that's that's minimal. It's a pretty cheap collection of good offensive players, and then you don't have a lot of money hanging on your books on the pitching side. So the, the point that trade rumors made a lot more astutely than I have just struggled to do is that the Twins are in a really good spot to make long-term financial commitments if they choose that that's the right risk. If they think, all right, hey, a big money contract like you, Darvish, let's say let's say the price falls from what people are speculating and just flat out guessing. Let's say it's like five years and a hundred million dollars, which I think is pretty reasonable for like ace caliber stuff. I mean, you, Darvish, say what you want about his World Series struggles. One of the top twenty pitchers in baseball. So, to me. The Twins are in a, an interesting spot in that they can swim in those waters where they haven't really been – they haven't really dipped their toes in the pool. Remember, the Irvin Santana contract was really big for them. The Ricky and Alasco contract was really big for them. The Hughes extension, these are like unprecedented contracts under Terry Ryan. But you sort of get what you pay for You're swimming in that. You you get Ricky Nolasco. Yeah, for you sure. Might, you might get Lance Lynn, who I, I know you like. I'm – I'm lukewarm on Lance Lynn. There is this middle tier of pitchers that the Twins can now maybe afford to swing above that weight class, and that's why this is a really interesting offseason. So, uh, yeah, just to throw some names on this thing, um, I think if if they come away with 
one really good starting pitcher and one really good reliever. A reliever that you can put in the eighth inning of a close game, maybe he's your, call him a closer, call him a firefighter, whoever that may be. Okay. Now, at the top of each list is you Darvish on the starting end and Wade Davis on the relieving end. Are you saying that would constitute a successful offseason? Like, that would be ridiculous. I don't expect the Twins to sign both Wade Davis and uh, you Darvish. And before fans start to get mad at the Twins for not landing some of these players, keep in mind uh, there are 29 other teams in baseball, including teams like the Astros, mm-hmm. the Dodgers, the Cubs, et cetera, et cetera. The Yankees who are going to be looking to stockpile their already contending teams. So it's not always the Twins should have signed so-and-so. Well, I can tell you in years past, they have tried to sign so-and-so, so-and-so, and uh, there's just other teams that are more appealing and sure. or maybe have more more money in their pockets. I'll set the bar a little bit lower than you, Darvish, and Wade Davis for what would constitute a successful offseason. Wuss. I think if you were to land any of these four starters, you, Darvish, Jake Arrieta, and I don't expect them to go after either one of those guys like to the full extent of okay. paying them $25, $30 million a year. More realistically, Alex Cobb, Lance Lynn. Get one of those guys. So Alex Cobb or Lance Lynn, and then up the ladder. Or, or I should say and, Wade Davis, uh, Greg Holland. I could go down the list of like, Brandon Morrow is a like free Addison agent. Reed, Addison Reed. Addison Reed. Yeah. Uh, probably a little further down the ladder, Brian Shaw. Sure. If you wound up with, let's say, Morrow or Addison Reed and Alex Cobb, that's a successful offseason. If it was Addison Reed and Lance Lynn or Addison Reed and uh, Alex Cobb or Wade Davis and Alex Cobb, you have won the offseason. Yeah. Not compared to the other team that just signed you, Darvish, and, you know, uh, like traded for Billy Hamilton. Yeah. But from a Twins perspective, you have upgraded your team exponentially. Here's what you may have missed on a recent Scoop podcast with Doogie. Many in the industry tell me the sense is the Twins are willing to spend on a free agent reliever or give up a good prospect or two for a good reliever. The belief within the industry also is the Twins are chasing a front rotation type guy. So whether that's Jake Arrieta, you Darvish, I know they've actually made contact already on Lance Lynn, Alex Cobb is on their radar, those guys. The GM meetings are next week. All the agents will be there in Orlando. So that's when things will pick up at least a bit in terms of signings, probably late in the month or at the winter meetings in December back in Orlando. But I can just tell you the Twins are being pretty aggressive, at least in showing interest, on a number of pitchers. You can find the Scoop podcast on the 1500ESPN.com podcast page or on iTunes or really wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, before we continue on with the rest of this Touch em All podcast, it's Phil Mackey here for all of you Twin Cities area listeners to tell you about Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard is the location. My family and I have been going to this car dealership and service department for three plus decades. And there's a reason for that. It's the best in the business, the smartest and friendliest people in the business. They'll treat you like family. So find out why my family and I have been going to the same dealership and service department for multiple decades, right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. And then I think the other part to it, we're just thinking about uh, free agent signings. I don't know if they're going to make a trade or not this offseason. My my hunch is they make a trade if they're in contention next summer sure. for an A starting pitcher, whatever that position is. 
But getting Miguel Sano back, he just had surgery, getting him back for the first game of the regular season and having him at a more manageable weight and playing all season, there's little wins like that that you can pick up and the work goes into it in the offseason. Sure. I mean, you could, if you want to layer into this conversation, things like uh, have Max Kepler hit lefties. Like that, that would be a huge step forward for the Twins and for Kepler himself, frankly. If, if there's this internal development, which I think we all sort of expect, right? You go into the winter. This happens worst in the NBA, but I think it's it's almost as bad in baseball. Uh, uh, you look at your roster and you're like, okay, this is what that roster accomplished last year. And now, you know, if Buxton is the same guy all year, they're going to improve here. And if Kepler can hit lefties, then they're going to improve here. And if Hildenberger becomes a lights-out closer, and if Trevor May comes back from his Tommy John and is great, it's like that's another guy that people forget about. Trevor May constantly, be back. Yeah. constantly forget about Trevor May, and they shouldn't. He should be in the rotation. But here's here's I guess my long-winded point, which is that like some guys will be better, some guys will be worse, some guys will stay the same. You've got to supplement what you had last year if you expect to win 85 games again. The division is kind of ripe. I mean, the Indians are good. Uh, the Indians could get weakened a little bit this winter, or they could get stronger. And I mean, I'm not sure they're going to win 102 games next year. But they're solidly a 90-plus win team. That right? felt like a missed window, though, didn't it? It for felt like Indians, it's not sure. that their window is shut, but, man, you were in a back-and-forth Game 7 of the World Series at home, yeah. and then you went on a 23-game win streak and finished with 100-plus wins and then whiffed in the playoffs. Like That's a window of two years that you just don't get very often. Maybe once every 20 or 40 years you get that two-year window. I think everybody should be fired, actually. Well, that's the thing. Like fa- Fans get mad. Sometimes in sports, if you don't win a championship, and let's keep this in mind with Derek Falvey and Thad Levine, that if you if you aren't experiencing unexpected success, like, whoa, pop-up season, super fun, like everything's great, or championship success, then everything else should be scrapped. You know, like the Minnesota Wild are going through this right now. Well, should Chuck Fletcher be fired? I mean, he put together a really good team for five years, and they didn't cash in. I don't know. Like, sometimes you just don't win a championship. But for the Indians, it's it's been a long time. <laughs> Sometimes you sign thirteen year contracts that look really bad on the tail end. So yeah, there's that too. I yeah. think that in well in baseball, not so much. But I guess well, John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> hey, he's Speaking available. Of, on the add trade add him to the list of things that would make this <laughs> right. a successful offseason for the Twins. Wade Davis, you <laughs> Darvish, Shohei Otani, and, and John Carlos Stanton yeah. make it happen. Falvey, make the calls. I think. Uh, I guess just to sort of put a wrap on on. The thoughts of like where the twins are, because that's the number one question you've got to answer. Last offseason, people were mad at me because I said, eh, I'm not, I'm not that offended that the twins didn't spend money. And like, why not? They could have made this team better. It's true. They could have. And I guess in hindsight, you could argue that, that, well, maybe it's a 90 win team if they did go spend some more money and, and made it better. But my point at the time in the winter was, it's just figure out where this thing is. I don't think that the Twins are knocking on the World Series door. So don't feel like you've got to just spend resources for the sake of it, whether that's trading prospects or signing free agents. Now fast forward that conversation another year. I think that's exactly where the Twins are. Um, I was going to ask you earlier, Phil, if the reports about the Twins being interested in Raysel Iglesias, the Reds' closer with a big fastball and a pretty good swinging strike rate and strikeout rate and all that stuff. I think he's like 30%. Puts him in the top 25. Under team relievers. control for maybe three more years? Three more years and just for 
anyone who's listening that that doesn't know, you guys are probably going to nerd out on the contract too. He's one of the uh, free agents who signed a deal that has an opt-out clause, although it's not really an opt-out clause. He's four and a half million next year, then five million and five million, but he can opt out of that deal and into arbitration raises, which frankly I think he's going to do. So it'll be. It'll be a little bit more than that, but still under team control. He'll get two arbitration raises or whatever it is and then be a free agent after that. My question was just going to be, are you in that boat? I'm guessing you're not in the John Carlos Stanton boat. The Twins are probably fine on good young outfielders who can Yeah, probably don't need the $200-plus million left on that contract, too. Mm -hmm. Well... Well, I think where you, what you're is, are you asking? Are you fine to spend in in terms of some currency to acquire talent? Oh, you're money. either going to spend money or prospects. Yeah, you're well, in the free so, agent boat. Well, I'll give I'll, just to go further down the list of available free agent arms. So Iglesias has been really solid the last couple sure, of years for, for the Reds. Um, you know, I I think you can pretty safely assume he'd be just as effective with the Twins. I know there's a National League to American League adjustment uh, period there, but. If there's guys like Tommy Hunter and Steve Sishik that maybe aren't as good as Iglesias, maybe maybe we're not talking about, you know, maybe it's a maybe it's a notch down, but you can pay let's say twelve or fourteen million dollars over two years for a Steve Sishik, who's had quite a bit of success as a seventh eighth inning setup guy, uh, and also he's been a closer too with the Marlins. Yeah. He's kind of bounced back and forth. Marlins closer. Uh, he saved a bunch of games for Seattle a couple of years ago. And he's a strikeout per inning guy in his career. Throws pretty hard. Tommy Hunter, I think you covered him when you yeah. covered the Orioles a few years ago. Tommy Hunter had a 2.61 ERA. The peripherals were great. Ten strikeouts per nine. That's in Tampa. Thirty years old, and I can pay six or seven million dollars a year for that and not give up. Let's say a, a top or second tier prospect. I'd lean towards spending money if I had money to spend. Yep. Than spending prospects on a reliever. Yep. I don't love trading for relievers. Right. The Twins traded a franchise catcher for a closer in 2010. Okay. And that backfired. Yeah. Like, in general, if you're going to trade a premium prospect or a premium position for a reliever, there's better ways to acquire relievers. You should be able to develop relievers long-term. Sure, like, the so. fact that the Twins have to trade for relievers is actually a flaw in their system the last 10 years. Definitely. And also indicative of the shifting nature of the game. I think in the past you'd say, two great relievers and fill out a bullpen. And try to get your three good starters. Now it's like have two aces, have four guys who are next in line to be aces, and have three guys who could be closers on a lot of teams. Okay, well, all right, we need an influx of pitching. That's what we need. I think on the next episode of the Touch Em All podcast, we should revisit and ask should the Twins have held on to Wilson Ramos for Matt Caps? <laughs> 